This is the Christian Life Coach Collective, and I'm your host, Laura Malone. We're talking all things coaching, concepts, tips, tools, self-coaching, mindset, faith foundations, and definitely entrepreneurship because I want to support your calling as a coach and help you build a thriving online business with God as your CEO. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Here we go. Okay, today we're talking about overcoming the fear of failure. What is it that's holding you back? The the fear that wants you to say, I can't do that because what if I fail? Failing does not feel good. I don't enjoy it. I don't want it. I keep myself protected from it. My brain thinks it's not comfortable. I don't want to do it. You can't make me do it, right? (laughs) Because the fear of failure, it's tied to perfectionism, negativity, anxiety, all the, all the, all the it is, it is and the isms. Like fear of failure can really get us stuck. And I want to talk to you about it because in episode 161, we talked about 10 reasons you're afraid to start your business. And this is really number one for most people in the context of starting a business, becoming an entrepreneur, doing something that you have never done before is scary. And is there a chance you could fail? Yeah, there's a chance I can still fail. There was multiple chances for me to fail and I failed. And then I, I don't know, maybe took a break and then tried again or prayed and said, uh, God help me. <laughs> and then I did it again. I was overcoming every time. But that didn't undo the fact that I still felt fear of failure. Often, I still feel the fear of failure wanting to lead me every time I start something new. If I make a new offer, uh, work with a new client who has, you know, maybe some challenging goals that I've never seen results in, that doesn't mean I can't get them. doesn't mean I can't help. But that fear of failure wants to rise up and say, ah, what if, and you know, what if it just doesn't solve a problem? What if never makes anything better? What if is never really something that's going to make you feel warm and cozy inside and encourage you? So I try to keep the what ifs at bay and not let them lead me, right? So I want to tell you some things that I think can help you deal with the fear of failure, overcome the fear of failure, and eventually practice it so much that you can get to the point where you just don't really let the fear of failure rise up and become a voice in your head anymore, okay? Number one, figure out what it is you're afraid of failing at. Like, what is the actual thing you're afraid of failing? Are you actually afraid of bankruptcy? Are you afraid of rejection? Like when people see that you tried and it didn't go perfectly, are you afraid that they're going to criticize you or reject you? What, What is all of this pointing to? Write it out or go find somebody you can talk to and discover what you're actually afraid of failing at and get it out of your head because your imagination can really run away with it. But if you can imagine failing, you can imagine winning. If you can imagine desolation, you can imagine victory. It's your decision 
which one you're going to imagine, envision, dwell on, think about, and trust in, and make bigger because you're dwelling on it. I think about the, like a mirror, you know, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Well, objects in your imagination, when they are associated with fear, they're larger than they are in reality. The objects in your head that are connected to fear, they're larger than in reality. In reality, they're actually very quite small usually, but in your head, fear blows them up and makes them bigger. Number two, I want you to think about who are the people that will be affected by you trying and potentially succeeding. Are they worth the risk of failure? In other words, like who is it you're wanting to help grow? Who do you want to help get results? Who do you want to help find transformation if you were to start a coaching business? Anything else that you're doing, what whatever you're thinking about doing that you're afraid of failing at, who are the people on the other side that will be impacted because you tried and you failed and then you tried again and eventually you're doing the thing that they're impacted by? Who are they? Are they worth you experiencing these negative or painful feelings of failure? If that were to even happen, if the failure actually happened, are these people worth it? I'm going to tell you, my people are worth it. Number three, how far away is that failure you're imagining and you're afraid of? How far away is that from where you are right now? So does failure, if you try to start a business, does it mean you lose everything you have right now? Or does failure at what you try simply just put you back at the point you're at right now? That your current state and which you you know you already know how to do this you already know how to be here you already know how to you're already capable of doing what you're doing right now so if you try something and you fail at it does it just bring you back to right now that's not that big of a deal but if is it going to just the failure you're afraid of is it really point to like homelessness and bankruptcy and divorce and being cut off from all of the people you love? Is that what it's pointing to? If it is, I need you, okay, let's go back to number one. Go talk to the people, somebody about what you're actually afraid of failing at and see, is this realistic, what you're afraid of? Or is what you are afraid of, is it really just going to bring you right back to where you're at? Or even maybe land you two steps ahead of where you're at If you are afraid of failing at doing something that is 20 steps beyond you right now, but failure in your mind is that you only make it five steps, you're still five steps ahead. So does that make sense? Stop and think about it for a second. How far away is failure from your current state? Does it take you backwards? Or yeah, could you potentially even move forward? You've got to be the one that walks yourself through this and thinks through it. Next is, have you considered the risk of not trying because of your fear of failure? Like, what will you lose if you never try because of this fear? If you don't know, it means you haven't done the work of sitting down and figuring out what you're actually working towards and what it's going to be like when you get there. You need a goal. You need a horizon. You need to learn how to step into the future and experience what it's like to get that result, to a, attain that goal and reach that horizon and get to the top of the mountain. You you need to go figure out what that feels like. 
then you're going to know what you're going to lose if you don't do anything because of your fear of failure. There's a common phrase I've heard called fail fast. And you probably don't want to hear that. It doesn't feel comfortable. But if you learn to fail fast, you will find that success comes fast. If you want succeed fast, you have to fail fast first. So failing fast now, just get out there and do it, right? Consider that some measure of success will come, at least by, let's say, the fifth try. Definitely by the tenth. Try, fail, re-up. Try, fail, re-up. Try, fail, re-up. Repeat it with me. Try, fail, re-up. Say it out loud. Try, fail, re-up. And then evaluate and go, oh, look what I did. Look at what? Look at that. I didn't even notice because I kept shaming myself and cycling through the negativity and perfectionism and anxiety and all I was seeing is the fail. But now that I stop after five try-fail re-ups, I'm looking at it and, oh, I actually did learn some things. I caught some things. I did some things. What if you just try and fail and then re-up anyway? Change your mindset, right? Go with the three phases of Tackle, tweak, and tune, okay? Tackle, tweak, and tune. Tackle, tweak, and tune. This is helpful if you're the kind of person who wants to be good at something you have never tried before. So tackle it. Go after it. Just get started. Tweak it. That means make changes as you go along, but don't sit still and don't do not do anything trying to make changes in your head, trying to avoid failure. Make changes after you're actually taking action, after you're moving forward, because the, that's the only, know, the only way you're going to know what the right changes to make are. You don't know how to tweak if you've never tackled. You don't know how to tweak your moves and the the know the right way to go if you've never tackled it, you never got started. And then tune is that's when you refine and polish and that you've got to remind yourself that that's part of the last phase. It's not part of the first phase. Tuning, fine tuning, It doesn't happen during tackling and tweaking. It happens during tuning. Isn't that weird? Tuning. It happens during the tuning phase. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Sometimes it's the simplest thing that can confound us. (laughs) But tackle, tweak, and tune. Whatever it is you're afraid of failing at, three phases of tackle, tweak, and tune are in front of you. You will need to just start. Make changes as you go and fine-tune it, but you have to fine-tune it later. You can't make changes right now. You have to make changes later. First thing you have to do is tackle it. Wake up, get yourself a tackle it mindset, and then change your mindset about doing this thing. If you've never done something before, become a curious beginner, right? You're doing it for the first time, so there has to be grace, and you should expect that you will not do it perfectly the first time. You will eventually get it, but you have to start somewhere. So act like you're doing it simply because you're curious. What if you started things because you're experimenting with a mindset of being a curious person who's experimenting, not starting it because I know I'm already the expert and I must show them all. No, go after the things. Go tackle things because you're curious. Instead of starting something that you're afraid of failing at because you think it is the end, it's the all in all? What if you're just doing an experiment? What if you're just 
going to try this out? What if you give yourself permission to pivot or change your mind, right? You're going to need that, especially if you're an entrepreneur. But talk to somebody who can look you in the eye and somebody who will look you in the eye and say, uh, you're wrong. Or, you know, I, I think you're overthinking this. Find people who will keep you accountable, where when you can look at them, you look at them and you say, like, I'm just afraid of this. And what if this and blah, 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 blah. You need somebody to call you bologna sandwich and go, yeah, you just need to stop. Go do this thing. Go experiment. Go get curious. Can you find somebody? I will, Or just listen to this podcast again and again. It's me. I am your somebody. If you don't think you have anybody to call bologna sandwich on it, then it's me. I promise you, I will always tell you, you're overthinking this or you're actually just wrong about yourself. You're really capable and you should try. (laughs) So I want to remind you too, just to learn from your failures, you actually have to stop and look at what failure has taught you. If you never do this, you're only going to know the shame that you continually heap on yourself. But if you fail and you feel all the feelings about failing, then you can move on. And you can look back at the failure and actually evaluate in a way that helps you learn. And then consider the value of that failure. Have you ever failed at something in the past that actually helped you grow into who you are today and what you're capable of? Have you ever done something that felt like a failure, but then because of it, you learned something you would never have learned if you'd only succeeded, right? But most of all, I'm going to tell you, Go get comfortable with failure and difficult feelings in general because life is made up of them. And if you can accept that life is really great and really terrible, there are tragedies and there are triumphs and it is as it is. And God is always with you. Jesus wants to be with you. He's not going to hold back every storm in our lives. He's not going to keep us from ever feeling and experiencing anything. Because if he takes away the suffering, he takes away the joy. Also, we're called to partner with him and and like experience suffering with him, knowing that he is our peace. He dwells within us. He's right there walking with us every time we fail. He's not ashamed of us. He's not condemning us. When you hear that, yes, maybe it's the enemy. Maybe the enemy wants to condemn you and shame you. But a lot of times it's just you. It's just your thought. It's your belief and it's your paradigm is accepting failure as an embarrassment, as something to be ashamed about, something that can condemn you and confirm how terrible you are. The enemy doesn't have to show up to do that because a lot of times we do it for ourselves. And then we want to blame the enemy, right? We're like, oh, the devil, he just shames me. Nope, you are shaming yourself and then you're trying to blame the devil. Because when you shame yourself and blame the devil, it casts all of the, in, the uh, attention off of you and it makes you not responsible, you think. But the reality is when you don't take responsibility for what you're thinking and what's in your paradigm of how you believe, how you speak to yourself and what you believe about yourself, then if you want to always blame the devil, you always want to blame them out there in the world, whoever they are, you want to blame your parents or you want to blame God, it doesn't matter. If you don't take responsibility for what you believe and what you think, regardless of what anyone else says or does, 
then you will never carry the power of just saying, I don't want to believe or think that anymore. I can change that. I'm going to go believe and think on the truth. Because it's that simple. You don't have to fear failure. Fear is man-made. And the enemy uses it. He loves to use our fear that he doesn't even have to be part of. Yes, the devil loves to make you afraid. He loves fear. He does do that. But we don't need him to have fear. He can be completely out of our life, not even paying any attention to us. And we can completely be in fear because we keep choosing to be afraid. And the Bible says, don't be afraid. And I'm telling you how to not be afraid right now. I'm actually telling you that you can decide that fear is something you don't have to choose. You don't have to continue to believe that you should fear failure. Instead, you should accept failure because it keeps being there. It's part of your life. You don't have to like fear it because the context, the, the belief that fear is something that you should have in order to protect you from all the things that you should be afraid of is kind of ridiculous. If you just let's rewind that, listen to it again <laughs> until you get it. Fear is there we take fear and make it something to protect us from all the things that we're afraid of. And then fear gets bigger. And then it becomes this gravity sphere and this this atmosphere in our lives and around us. And people feel it and it doesn't feel good. And your fear of failure will consistently hold you back. And the Bible talks about going through the eye of the needle, and that has nothing to do with a sewing needle. It has to do with the shape of the, basically the doorway through the gate into the city. And the the eye of the needle, if you'll Google it, you'll find a picture. And you'll see that if a, if a man was standing on a, sitting on a camel, don't stand on a camel. Okay, that makes you too tall. Uh, sitting on a camel, he would have to remove everything that would encumber him that does not fit Because the eye of the needle is actually shaped for a camel and a man to go through. But not with all of his baggage. Not trying to come enter the city gates with too much. With all of the things that he thinks he needs to self-protect and self-defend and self-provide. No. That getting through the eye of the needle to come into, through the gates. It means shedding off everything that encumbers you weighs you down and holds you back and hinders the love of God in your life. And you need this. The fear of failure is it's hindering the love of God in your life and you don't have to choose it anymore. Now I'm, I'm giving you legitimate, logistical, tactical things you can do to overcome the fear of failure. But the most important thing you can do is decide to agree with what the word of God says. Don't be afraid. It's just me. It's just Jesus. I'm right here. Let me be with you. Don't be afraid. Don't live in fear. Don't give in because I'm with you and I am in you. I live in you. The spirit of me resides within you. Therefore, you are made out of light and hope and life. My DNA runs through your your veins. That's what Jesus is saying to you. He says, you don't have to fear because fear doesn't have a place in light, in the love. 
just as darkness has no place in the light. So take this, meditate on what God's word to you is, and go live in the hope and the the faith that whatever you do, God is going to be with you. And you're going to learn from it, and it's going to be good. So you don't have to you don't have to spend your life protecting yourself from painful feelings because you can accept sometimes failing is actually just a really great part of the process. I bless you. I'm praying that you hear the word of God, that it goes forth. It's not going to return void. It's going to take seed somewhere. Go share it with somebody else. Go pass on the truth. And if you ever have a question, something that you would like to hear about a topic or something you would like an answer to uh, in regards to life coaching, business coaching, things like that, you can go to sterlingandstonementoring.com forward slash ask, A-S-K. And I would love to highlight that on an episode and share with everybody my answer to whatever it is you have to ask. So bless you guys. I hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening, and I want to remind you to go jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. That way you can grab all the free tools that are there and enjoy a great community of coaches. And if you found this free content on the podcast helpful in any way, please take 60 seconds to go to the Apple Podcast app on any iPhone and scroll down to give a five-star rating and write me a review because it's the best way to say thanks and let me know you're loving the show. Have a great one.